0: Welcome to the PPM Academy podcast for project, program, and portfolio managers, where we will interview industry experts and discuss current and future trends in the world of project, program, and portfolio management, and how what we do impacts our company's execution culture. I'm Gerald Leonard. Today, we have with us Jerry Kendall. Jerry is a recognized world expert in strategic planning, theory of constraints, TOC, and project project portfolio management. With extensive implementation experience, his clients span the globe, including engagements in Malaysia, Bangladesh, Australia, Europe, the United States, and Canada. Jerry's latest book, Advanced Multi-Project Management, provides the details proven roadmap for getting major improvements and delivering a project portfolio on time, on budget, and within scope. His Advanced Project Portfolio Management and the PMO is the top-selling book in the PMO and Project Portfolio Management space. Jerry, thanks so much for talking with us today.
1: Hey, my pleasure, Gerald. Thanks for inviting
0: me. No problem. It's so glad to have you. I've read a number of your books, and uh, I think our listeners are going to be in for a great treat. So to start off, Jerry, so... How did you get started in this field, and what do you think has made you successful throughout your career?
1: Well, uh, the um, the starting point in this uh, part of the work was really uh, back in the nineties. I was frustrated with my high tech career. I would gotten to the pinnacle and, and didn't enjoy it very much at that point. And I said, "There's got to be a way to have a bigger impact on companies right. and do things smarter." And so I. I read a book called The Goal by Dr. Goldrad, I was stimulated by it and got in touch with um, his company and and started uh, consulting with them. Oh, excellent. and it's been a, a 21-year journey so far.
0: Wow, wow. Um, so tell me, what do you think is poorly understood and unresolved in the project portfolio management space and why? Well,
1: I think there's three things Gerald, you know, the first that I look at don't have a measurable link between the organization goals and the projects. And I think that ends up you know, killing the organization because if you don't have that link, how do you know that the projects that you're doing are actually going to achieve the goals of the organization? Right. And when I say measurable, I mean very tangible. So you know, for example, if the organization has a $100 million sales goal, every project should have some part of that designated. And if it isn't, how do you know that those projects are really going to help achieve the goal?
0: Uh, But the other thing, the other thing that comes into that
1: is that um, if you don't know whether the projects, the collection of projects you have are sufficient to achieve the goal, organizations end up releasing projects into the system without really knowing what their capacity is to do product work. And so you find the portfolios today are horribly overloaded, resources are multitasked to death, and the work isn't getting done, and when some projects do get done, they don't achieve any part of the organization's goals. The third aspect that I think is really unresolved is very, very poorly defined project networks. Um, They're missing scope, they're missing deliverables, they're missing success criteria, They're not networked properly, and so you end up, uh, even if you have the right projects, they end up being executed poorly because of that.
0: Right, can you talk a little bit more about project networks? I'm not sure if a lot of people understand what that means.
1: So, um, every project has a set of dependencies between tasks and resources in order to accomplish uh, the project itself. It's not just a task list, there's dependencies between projects, there's different paths, and um, until I wrote the last book, uh, the, the correct process for doing networks was not in the public domain. So it's actually, there's about 70 pages in there just devoted to how to do a 10-step process to build project networks correctly. And again, it's, it's with the whole intent of not missing scope, not missing deliverables, um, and, and
0: uh, you know, having all the dependencies correctly defined at the right level of detail. Right, right. That's amazing. So, what is the most significant project um, that you've worked on in your career, and how did it shape your approach to project portfolio management?
1: The one that I I feel was far and above any others any other that I did was a project for Alcan Aluminum and it was on the subject of operational stability. Um, Alcan Aluminum in Quebec was looking to uh, attain a $1.6 billion investment in building in a new spelter in Quebec. They were competing for, with every other um, Alcan facility in the world for that investment, and at stake were several thousand jobs in the province, uh, their relationship with their Indians, and the ability to, to grow and expand the company from that point forward. And uh, this was actually a one-week project to build the strategy or the project portfolio to achieve that goal. At the beginning of the week, I recall that when we met with the senior management team, the question they asked was, how do we um, eliminate our union? Because they were having so much problems related to operational stability at that yeah. point. <laughs> of course, they it wasn't a serious question because they knew in order to continue their business, they had to maintain their relationship. But by the end of the week, at, at the top of the strategy was a statement, the future of the unions is secure. And uh, nine months later, after we did that strategy and they actually executed that portfolio of projects in a very um, dedicated, uh, concise way, I got a fax from the Vice President uh, saying, congratulations, Jerry, thanks to you, your efforts. We just signed an 18-year framework agreement with our unions. And the very next day, Alcan, um, the, the president of Alcan announced the $1.6 billion investment in Quebec. Wow. So you know, it had an impact on, on thousands of people in, in that uh, area. And, uh, you know, it was very, very satisfying work. And saying that the way that it impacted me going forward was... Um, really wanting to to work with the executives of companies to have an impact on the company, a lasting
0: impact. Got it. Got it. That's amazing because so many times when we we try to help our companies or help our clients achieve their goals and we run into all types of cultural challenges and cultural difficulties and uh, just adoption, so, with that in mind, what challenges have you helped clients overcome recently?
1: Well, recently, it's it's really been you know, a lot of focus on um, helping clients do more projects with the same resources, and I'm not talking about five or ten percent more, but <clears throat> uh, exponentially more, uh, like twenty to twenty-five percent more, with the predictability. Uh, you know, the, the um, standard group statistics—they do a survey every couple right. of years right. um, about projects on time, on budget, within scope. Right. And still, you know, after after decades of, of all the project management work, they're still reporting, you know, 60 to 70% of projects that don't finish on time, on budget, within scope. Right. So the work that I do gets that predictability up to the high 90s. And then to do the projects faster, you know, and, and that gets the executive attention. It gets the executives interested because it impacts their ability to meet their goals.
0: Exactly. So what would you say is the underlying capability that's allowing you to uh, deliver those kind of results?
1: Well, I, I only do a top-down approach. In other words, um, we set a goal with the senior management team to begin with, and, and it's a very tangible goal. You know, for example, um, the company that I started working with this week in Baltimore, <laughs> the president of that company set a goal... Of doing 15 percent more project work with the same resources. Now they do projects for a living, so that 15 percent increase in project work ends up resulting in a 40 to 50 percent increase in the bottom line. So that's that's a starting point. I happen to use um, you know critical chain methodology um, as a method, uh, but there's a lot more to to it it's it's really 75% of the, um, the results come from changing the way that we do the execution practices okay so it, it's things like daily task management that track issue resolution uh, full kidding projects we don't have rework and scope creep right. there's, there's a bunch of parameters that are all described in the book
0: right I had to go back and read your book again Jerry <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, except then there's one benefit from our goal. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. So as we begin to wrap this up, uh, what's the trend that you see in our industry?
1: Well, yeah, the one interesting trend that I've seen is uh, smaller companies, and I'm talking about companies that are less than $100 million, even $10 million companies, are starting to do project portfolio management, more of them. Right. And to me, that's a significant trend because... Um, someone who's in a big organization doing this uh, typically has a limit to you know how far they can get to in their career
0: right.
1: and how they move. But when you're doing this in a small company, you're typically reporting to the president of the company. You know This function is so important to them.
0: Right.
1: So I think it's a, it's a tremendous um, trend and to have that kind of career opportunity is, is really good. I'm seeing uh, even a few companies, not that many, but a few companies that now have a
0: title of Chief uh, Portfolio Officer.
1: Oh, wow. It's developing, the recognition is slowly really being increased, and I think that's a good thing.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to look that up and add that to my uh, to my notes that I put when I published this, uh, this podcast. So as we wrap this up, um, what's one tip or strategy would you give someone if they were looking to grow in their career as a project portfolio management expert? Okay, <laughs> um,
1: my, you know, my take is that you need to get connected as, as much as you can with the senior managers
0: and senior executives of the company. Right. Uh, you know, the, if there's a social
1: occasion to meet them, get into the discussion about the, the concept of project portfolio management, and do it in the context of um, helping the company to meet their goals in a much more predictable way. Yeah, this is on the executive purview, and right. this is how careers are developed. Um, a lot of folks that are, especially in the IT project world, don't know um, or are uncomfortable with talking to executives in this manner. You know, in, in the business sense, right. and executives love it. They they know they have problems with with projects, and they know they have trouble getting predictability and meeting their goals. So anything that's going to further the company along is going to help that person's career as well.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Jerry, thank you so much for that. Um, Okay, so Jerry, uh, if our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they go? You can go
1: to www.tocinternational.com.
0: Excellent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jerry Kendall. And thank you so much for talking to us today, Jerry. That was Jerry Kendall, author of four books and the book Advanced Project Portfolio Management and the PMO. It's one of the top selling books in the PMO and project portfolio management space. For more expert insights, go to PrinciplesOfExecution.com Research.